Welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery. Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Hello, Christmas, Hanukkah, cats and kittens. Happy holidays to all of you, and welcome to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. This is your host, this and every episode, Jamie Rodriguez, guys. Hope you guys are having a good time, staying healthy. I hope there's a lot of uh, love within your families, whether it's virtual or whatever way it may be. And guys, today's episode is fantastic. We have Mark Sevilla today. Mark, fantastic singer-songwriter from Buffalo, New York, now lives in Nashville, and he's got a plethora of hits. In 2015, his cover of This Land Is Your Land uh, was um, the most shazammed song during the Super Bowl commercial, uh, just because his voice was so captivating that everyone just kind of lost their marbles. And his latest album, Seed of Joy, came out last month, and it is a fantastic album. He recorded it during this pandemic, so it has a lot of emotion into it, a lot of his heart on his sleeve kind of thing. And Mark had a tough uh, 2019, you know. He had a year that was challenging um, just last year, you know, 2019, before the pandemic. He uh, his father was terminally ill. He's got a, a bunch of challenges, and, he, and it caused him to do a lot of uh, introspection, a lot of tough skin. And, um, you know, the good thing is that he came out with this album, and it is an inspiring piece of art. So I recommend all of you check it out, Seed of Joy. It, it's just a beautiful, beautiful album. And, um, yeah, guys, I mean, welcome to the show. You know, for more information, check out com. And uh, if you're new to our program, we encourage you to um, do us a favor and give us a rating, if you can. Five stars and a little rating, that helps us a lot. But yeah, guys, without further ado, this is Mark Sevilla, fantastic singer-songwriter. We have a great chat today about his music, his songwriting, his family, fatherhood. So we hope you enjoy this fantastic chat. Welcome to the show. Hey, Mark. Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you. How you doing? Uh, good. How are you? Good. Your camera's off. Though. There you go. Oh, there we go. How, How are you, you, Mark? It's Jamie, right? Jamie, that's right. Awesome, man. I'm good. How are you doing? Good, good. I mean, thanks for, thanks for coming. Thanks for giving us some of your time. Uh, yeah. Really honored to have you, Mark. Thank you so much. Where are you at? Miami, South Florida. Oh my gosh, it's one of my favorite places. I've only been one. <laughs> well, in the winter time, it's it's it is nice. I will say that. I love you that know. place, man. Miami is like it's like uh, kind of like what I thought. It's what I thought Los Angeles was going to be like when I was a kid. Right, but and Nashville, man, Nashville's weather is pretty nice too. Yeah, the weather's not too bad, but we're landlocked, so. Yeah. That's true, Mark. So, like, let me introduce you to my audience. Obviously, incredibly talented, Mark. Uh, producer, multi-instrumentalist, unique career you have. You know, lots of hit songs. And, of course, your latest album, Seeds of Joy, has been one of the best things to come out this year, Mark. And Thank over you. 125 million streams. You know, honored to have you on the show. 
Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. So, you know, let's start with the basics. Obviously, how are you doing, Mark? You know, like many, I know you've been pretty cooped up with your family. Your wife has a little bit of asthma, so you've been extra precautious. What's your game plan as we finish 2020? Well, you know, I never really liked leaving my house anyway. So <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, I love touring and I love being in front of people. Um, so I'm kind of like extreme extrovert. But then, you know, when I'm when I'm not doing that stuff, I always I like just hanging out in my house and, you know, I'm, I have a new studio. And so nice. it's been fun to actually be here. I mean, obviously, the circumstances are pretty crazy, yeah. you know, but uh, but for the most part, I mean, it's been you know, we're just kind of hanging out here. And then, you know, I, I, I'm starting to kind of think about new music. But right now it's just kind of promoting this album and doing whatever, you know, things come up. And I'm really proud of it. You know, I worked on it for three months when COVID and the lockdown started three or four months I recorded it and then um uh and then I put it out about a couple weeks ago and so yeah I mean I'm just doing what I normally do nice man yeah it's a heck of an album and obviously I mean look this year has been transformational for everybody uh for you Mark obviously you know in January you know uh, I'm sorry your father passed away for, from brain cancer so sorry about that uh, our apologies um, and of course that kept you busy in 2019 in a way, just kind of like hanging out with him and, and your daughter yeah. was born as well. So in a weird way, Mark, was it almost like a blessing in disguise, uh, 2020 that like life kind of forced you to recoup and recharge without the pressures of touring, without the pressures of actually going to radio stations and just kind of like chilling by it yourself. Kind of weird. Yeah. It is kind of weird that there's, yeah, I mean, nothing has really happened and you know, I'm really thankful that I've gotten to spend this year and maybe minus one or two days, I've not missed any moment of my daughter growing up. And that's pretty special. Yeah. So I'm, I, I, I'm trying to keep, I want to try and keep that, keep that going even post pandemic. Cause it is such a great thing to be a dad. I love it. That's awesome, man. That's great. That's great. Um, yeah. She must've had a really nice time with you this, this year, just growing up. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, honestly. It's pretty crazy, but it's fun. Has she shown any musical inclination? She's not very good yet, I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> she um she she loves music, but she's not like particularly showing she wants to spend time. We'll sit in the studio and she plays one some of my little keyboards, but she definitely loves music. Like she she gets her her dance on and she gets going and it's uh it's it's quite a thing to witness for sure so maybe that will translate into playing it i don't know oh, I'd, ra I'd, I'd rather i'd rather her love it at all costs than to be able to create it absolutely absolutely that's fantastic and you know let's talk about your early life for a second mark and then we'll kind of like move our way forward uh, if you will yeah i mean you were born and raised in buffalo new york and um you know, your grandfather was a barber during the day, bass player at night. Of course, he, you know, he played with the legendary Tommy Tedesco, right? He, Tedesco right. did the, the songs for Bonanza, Twilight Zone, a bunch of really cool stuff, the MASH, Batman songs. Tell us a little bit about your grandfather. I think that's fascinating. He sounds like a very yeah. special guy. Yeah, he was, um, he was a really great musician. I didn't know him a, a lot as a musician, actually, because by the time, you know, I was like, you know, 15, 13, 14, 15, you know, when you're kind of coming of age, you know, he was starting to wind down playing music. And I remember my dad, when my dad got sick, you know, and he started giving us all of his guitars that were, you know, my dad had a lot of guitars. He was a guitar player and stuff. But he said, you know, I don't really have a ton of interest to play. Um, 
now and I kind of it's been waning a little bit in the last couple of years although my dad still hoped to play but he said you know his father kind of lost interest towards the end of his life just he was more you know he was busy with woodworking and things like that but he was a great he would play gigs about five five nights a week um and then he would cut hair during the day to support his mm. family which he started cutting hair when he was about 13 because his mother passed away mm. and um and so he he kind of had two two different skills that uh provided for his family and and the 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 uh one skill i did not benefit from whatsoever the haircutting um <laughs> but, but the other one i i did and and uh so music is really in our family that's great that's great to hear i mean I, you were like i think six when you began playing the drums mark um you know in and then in high school you start picking up the guitar and the piano a little bit more uh you know what was it about the guitar that uh, that made you kind of like go in that direction that touched your soul i just like i don't know guitar is kind of more uh i really like piano too piano is like to me piano is like overtly emotional so i don't really even know exactly what i mean by that but it's like overbearingly emotional and i don't mean that negatively it's just such a strong emotion whereas guitar is a little more uh in my opinion it's a little more light-handed it's a lighter touch on the emotion and so it leaves room for other things where piano is just such a big emotional instrument uh to me yeah when i, when I approach it so i don't know i also like that you could just carry it around and do it anywhere true that's uh, true and kind of kind of in my father's fashion I, i always have like a guitar with me and stuff yeah like a good old troubadour i love it i love it mark um I mean, your music, let's talk a little bit about your music for a second. I mean, how bad we need each other. Let's start with this, because this song, you know, it would go on to reach number one on the iTunes charts, you know, 12 million like streams or whatever on Spotify alone, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, this was the culmination of like a lot of hard work. What do you remember from this exciting period of your career, Mike? Well, my career has been much more like um, I've had moments that were, you know, larger kind of spikes when there was awareness you know publicly to what i was doing but for the most part my career has kind of always gone like this yeah which i'm fortunate of i mean you know it's a blessing and a curse i mean you know the biggest artists in the world most of the time their career is gonna kind of do something like that whereas right. mine i've never really had those massive moments i just kind of have little successes along the way so for our audio and, audience you know for the audio program mark is kind of like he's saying his career is is trending like upwards has always been like you know not with huge spikes but like you know consistently yeah I, i'm kind of like a i'm kind of like a working class musician like i have to work i have to do what i do i have to be supported by fans and by people that love what i do you know it's like sometimes you know i'll have someone that will order a case of you know 500 albums just because they want to give them away to their friends and it's like that right. wouldn't matter to like you know a, a you know a number you know someone trending on the pop charts or whatever but it's like but for me it's like that's my livelihood you know so i'm very connected to my to people that follow what i do um and my career really relies on them um but i've definitely had great moments and one of the beautiful things about not having massive massive moments but having success is that like how bad we need each other my latest you know it, it was uh, it's had like many moments where people where it's raised to like the public consciousness on some level yeah. you know it's like re where even recently a 12 year old demo that i had of it resurfaced and it was heard by uh samsung 
um, by their ad marketing yep. team and they loved it. And that was a 12 year old demo. I think I spent $200 or $300 to make. And they heard that and, um, and they used it in their global campaign. And so, oh, cool. yep. you know, if it was like, it's not that they, it wouldn't get used if it was like a massive, massive pop song, you know, at one point or another, but I mean, it wouldn't, it wouldn't mean as much to me if it was, cause you know, you know, financially at that point, it's such a windfall when things are, you know, when they do go up with pop charts, but my success, like I said, is more, a little bit more like incremental. So it's all good. Definitely love it. I, I mean, at least it's, it's going in the upward direction. You know, the speed is something else, but uh, yeah, that your quality is going to just keep going up, man. Uh, Seats of Joy just came out uh, November 13th. Such a great album, Mark. Such a great album. I mean, you know, American songwriter raved about it. Rolling Stone raved about it. Uh, I, I think it's it's your best piece. And um, Thank there's you. A, yeah, there's a couple there's a couple songs there that I just want to quickly touch on. I mean, Seed of Joy. Um, you know, I mean, I was I, I'm gonna I'm gonna share with you. In September, I was in Sedona, Arizona. Uh, I, I got divorced this year, whatever. So that mm. was like this song resonated a lot with me, Mark, because you know. It was all about the message of like the mountains and the universe. Like it's going to be okay. There will be laughter. The seats of joy will start to slow. It starts so small, just a stunningly like beautiful concept. Uh, so I wanted to ask you about it. Where did it come from? And when did you start harboring it? Yeah. Well, most of the album was written when my dad or a lot of the album was written when my dad got sick, but part of the goal of the album was to kind of put out anything that fans loved over the years when I played live. Um, or just anything that was kind of on my mind that I had had that was just sitting there just to kind of clear the way for new creativity. And that song was actually quite an older song. I wrote that song actually when my parents split up about 10 years ago and I went and surprised my mom on a, a trip to her house. She had moved into a new house and I knew she was really upset about it. And so I surprised her. I didn't tell her I was flying to Buffalo and I flew in and I helped her paint her new house. That's nice. And it was it was right on the river. And I wrote that song about that moment in time. So, you know, like I said, I mean, this album really was dedicated is dedicated to my father, but that really is like a moment. Um, that was actually like a moment ten years ago that I actually had more to do with my, my uh, mother. Yeah. So uh, I guess I guess it's an emotion that has no that you know, you can use anytime. Yeah, I, I did rewrite it a little bit, you know. I, I, I didn't I think probably one of the reasons I didn't put it out before is I didn't love all the lyrics and so I rewrote it a little bit and uh but the emotion's still the same and it still came from the same place and i think something about the title i just felt like it was a yeah. nice title for the album you know i felt like people you know need joy right now there's it was meant to come out now it doesn't really matter what you think or what you believe or whatever like at this point in the world it's like it, it's all pretty um there's so many uh auxiliary forces weighing on all of us uh no one no one really gets to think what they think in a vacuum anymore because information is so much more accessible. And that, that's really, yeah. uh, st that's really straining on people. You know, we haven't really had this experience in most of human history to have this type of access to information. So I just felt like I wanted to put something that had joy in the world. And I thought it's a good title. Love it. Love it, dude. Absolutely. That's great. You, you spoke about your songwriting. So l l I do want to ask you about that. I mean, but before, I mean, ain't my home uh, and favorite part, great tunes as well you know perfectly produced the imagery you. just love it man um when you're working mark your songwriting 
because people think being a musician is all kinds of fun. They see you on your on your covers, you know, crossing that pedestrian bridge in Nashville, looking cool, playing live. You know, like people think it's fun, but it's work. It's real work. Uh, the actual work of writing lyrics and writing music. Do you go somewhere, Mark? Is it like you tell your wife, honey, I'm going to go to work nine to five. I'm going to lock myself in the guest room. Or is it like, you know, when inspiration strikes at you, when you're with your daughter or just random moments? I think, yeah, I mean, it's definitely a mix. I mean, I kind of work every day. It's, it is a lot of hard work. I mean, I don't know, maybe for someone, maybe for other people it's easier, but, you know, I've, I've always had to put in my time and I don't really, I wouldn't say that I necessarily get out what I put in, you know, you put in, you know, this much work and you get this much back. I don't know if it really works like that, but I think you'd want to have a pretty steady um, path that you're walking where you're incrementally getting better at something. And that's what I'm always trying to do. And then the inspiration part is definitely a massive component of it. I mean, it's like, my, you know, we were, we were putting my daughter down to bed last night and I'm making the bottle and then I got about five minutes before I'm needed. And this song idea kind of came to me. So I just sit down and just kind of pluck it out on guitar and kind of sing something and I might write something down on my phone. And then yeah. what I'm gonna do is just have that there. I'll have a reference of it. I'll make some kind of categorization of what it was that I just did. And then, you know, when I go spend my nine to five here in my studio, this is where I work every day. Very nice. Uh, when I when I go to my studio, then I'm gonna like go back to that. And it's good for two reasons. One, because, you know, you catch the inspiration where it is, but you also the next day have perspective on that inspiration. It might not, might not actually be as inspired as you thought it was in the moment, or it might be more mm -hmm. inspired than you thought it was. So in some sense, it's almost better than, for me, I don't actually like, you know, when I get the inspiration, like writing it all down. Then sometimes that works, but I like actually stepping back and 24 hours, 48 hours a week, two weeks, a year later, listening back to an idea and saying, actually, that's really good. Now I should work on it. And that's when the work's done. Nice. Ah, very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I do have to ask you because uh, my producer said you have to ask Mark because she we were listening to your stuff in research and she loved the song about the 90s. So she said, you got to ask him about the 90s song growing up in the 90s or, or whatever that was a, such a fun song to listen to um what can you tell us about that song well um i had some of those ideas um i grew up in buffalo new york in the 90s and i don't know i just wanted to write a song that was like about you know the the seemingly not universal heartbreak but like i feel like people my age were you know we were kind of told we could be anything and do anything and but there's just a reality that's set in for a lot of it. And, I, and I've experienced it probably the least, you know, because I didn't choose a traditional career path. Mm. But a lot of my friends that have, you know, they went to college, they thought there was this promise on the other side, but we're kind of right in this generation where some of those promises are kind of crumbling apart. And so what we're left yeah. with is disillusionment. And debt. And, and debt. <laughs> exactly. You took the words right out of my mouth. And, uh, and so I wanted to write a song about that. And, uh, you know, but I, there's also a lot of references to my hometown. And, you know, like my dad always said, you know, uh, he, he always said he remembered the day that John F. Kennedy was assassinated and how sad it was. And he was like, I'll never forget that day. And then it, he, I, just a little passing things. Like he told me, he said once, he said, I'll never forget the days of John F. Kennedy. And uh, well, John F. Kennedy Jr. rhymes better with whatever came before that in that line. So it was slightly adapted, but 
the point is there's a lot of my dad actually infused in that song you know he was a college quarterback and so nice. some football references and um yeah it's wonderful wonderful mark well listen you've been so generous with your time let me just thank uh, you so much absolutely listen it's been a pleasure like really one of the best things i think one of the things people will look back upon this year with with gratitude is the music i think there's been mm -hmm. some unforgettable music uh to yeah. dig into and um i think your album you know seats of joy mark is right at the top one of the best things we've heard all year man Congratulations. thank you so much jeremy thank you all right and uh, take care have a happy new year and 2021 upwards we'll see you soon man all right take care bye-bye you've been listening to j-rod concerts the podcast with jamie rodriguez